You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. All right, guys. So we have been talking about Kabbalah. Now, this is going to be the 12th installment of our conversation. It's been an exciting and frustrating journey at the same time. I have turned over so many sacred cows. I have a freezer full of steak at this point, literally. Uh, and and, and it, 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 it's been therapeutic for me uh, <laughs> because God called me into this, right? He's like, you got to talk about Kabbalah. And, you know, I've been running into the Kabbalah problem for years. And as I began to do the research, I got so angry and frustrated. I was like, the devil is such a liar. And nobody even knows how they're being lied to. And um, I, 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 I'd go in, I'd study something out, I'd put a bunch of notes. And then by the time I'm ready to talk about it, I'm just so ticked off that it actually comes through the computer. Like People are like, Daniel, are you going to pop? You're like, yes, I am going to pop. I am popping right now. I am so angry. And, you know, uh, when I talk to Jesus about this, I'll tell you what, Jesus hates the Kabbalah tree. And it, it's, it's really funny because this, is, this whole series has stirred the hornet's nest. I mean, this is really like, like, and some of you all have talked to some people who've talked to some people, you know who you are. And, and, and it's like this series has gotten around. Right, and people that are deceived actively by this thing have been informed. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're going to do about it now that they have been made aware that this whole thing is being blown up. But, but it's it's been happening. You know, we 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 have uh, definitely seen uh, a, a bit of squirming in the spirit world. As a matter of fact, it, and 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 this is the thing. You know, the Kabbalah tree is not just a philosophy. It's actually a spiritual government. And that's what I was establishing last week. And we're going to be going deeper into this week. It's a spiritual government. It's, it's a multidimensional tree that extends into many realms or worlds across the dimensions. It's, it is also and simultaneously a template for the design of man. And it functions as a counterfeit creative template for the organization of the universe. I mean, so, so with all of these things in place, I mean, th th this is very, very significant. And, 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 and by choosing Judaism as its present day anchor point, uh, you know, or I should say by uh, the serpent choosing Judaism for the purposes of anchoring his government, um, he has been able to infiltrate large portions of Christianity because the, uh, uh, the, the, the glaze over the entire conversation is Old Testament, Hebrew language, Hebrew letters, so-called Hebrew mysteries, which really become ancient Babylonian and Egyptian mysteries reworked as Hebrew mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Once we interpret Hebrew text through the lens of the tree, which is purely Antichrist. And so anyway, 
all of these concepts. I mean, I, I'm, I'm literally, I hope at this point, speaking to the choir, you guys should be able to understand what I am saying by this point. But, you know, uh, bringing this back around, just, just a little bit of, you know, review here before we get where we're going tonight. What is Kabbalah? It is the ancient Jewish tradition of mystical interpretation of the Bible, specifically the Old Testament, first translated orally and using esoteric methods. Kabbalah is an esoteric method, discipline, and school of thought that originates with Judaism. Um, what is its connection to Judaism? Answer, uh, Judaism pulls its doctrine primarily from the Babylonian Talmud and the Kabbalah. And with these tools, it interprets the Old Testament of the Christian Bible. Um, the Babylonian Talmud is a commentary on the Mishnah, which is the oral Torah. And the Kabbalah is a word that means to receive. And it is a collection of Jewish esoteric books um, most notably is the Zohar, the Sefer Yetzirah, the Book of Mysteries, the Gate of Reincarnations, Three Enoch. We've actually looked at texts throughout the series from just about all of these books. I think the only book that I actually didn't pull specific texts out of to explain to you stuff was the Gate of Reincarnations. But I've simply told you, look, Kabbalah believes in reincarnation. They actually teach that the, the soul is recycled back into the earth through different lives. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they believe the same thing that the Eastern religions do. Uh, and you know what? By their own admission, all, all prominent Orthodox rabbis acknowledge Kabbalah. And it's, it, it, it's, not, it's not something that is dismissed by any of them, except for very, very splinter cell groups within Judaism. I, I mean, if, there's a few splinters that don't use it. Otherwise, it's mainstream. So, so why are we talking about it? We've been talking about it for 12 weeks because it's not of God, okay? Um, it is the foundation for New Age. It's also the foundation that you will find at the bottom of Freemasonry, Theosophy, the Illuminati. <laughs> um, students of Kabbalah include Eliphas Levi, H.P. Blavatsky, A.E. Waite, Manley P. Hall, Albert Pike, McGregor, Mathers, you know, uh, we need to understand that it must be avoided because Titus 10, 1, 10 through 14 says, for there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the house, uh, of those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole household teaching things which they ought not for the sake of dishonest gain. One of them, a prophet of their own, said Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy guttons. This testimony is true. Therefore rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men who turn from the truth. What are Jewish fables? Well, present day Judaism, <laughs> Kabbalah, okay? Uh, Mishnah, Torah, like that. The Mishnah is the commandments of men. It is the oral Torah, <laughs> So we, we've been like literally just breaking this down. Second Corinthians 11, one through four is another piece of source text. Now I am going to give you guys in this last session, a little bit of review of the whole conversation that we've had. Um, <clears throat> beginning week one and kind of working through just to kind of tie all of this together. You know, we began this whole conversation by explaining to you that, Look, uh, the idea that Kabbalah is not uh, um, mainstream Judaism is dismissed by their own 
writings. Like, you know, and, and for those of you that are looking at the screen from kebab.org, they literally say, while one can taste the teachings of Kabbalah, even without being particularly observant of Judaism, you can't detach it from its source. Kabbalah is the heart of Judaism. They actually believe that, you know, um, we talked about uh, the, the, the source of the Zohar in that, look, it actually dates to the 13th century Spain. <laughs> there, there's no actual evidence that the Zohar exists pre-Jesus or anything else. Like it, it's, it, so there's a lot of conspiracy around this whole thing. Um, we, we, we talked about the tree of life. And I, I gave you this as, as a template for the design of man. We talked about what each of the 10, oh, and, I, and I expand that to 13 points means. We talked about them as a creative template because the Ein Sof, which is at the top of Keter, which is the limitless light of nothing, is viewed in Kabbalah as the creator. And so the uh, void is formed within the Ein Sof for the limitless light of nothing in their, in their fable. And then into that void, a light is injected that begins at Keter and then works its way down the tree. And when we look at how it works its way down the tree, it looks like this big lightning bolt. And we talked about the lightning bolt because the Bible says in the book in, in the New Testament, behold, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And we've made so many comments on how, look, this actually is the government of the serpent. It is, it is the lightning bolt. And, and so it is his counterfeit creative template. Um, Keter means crown. Um, Chokma means uh, wisdom. Uh, Bina means understanding. Da'at is knowledge. When we go through Chesed and Gevorah, Tifret, Netzach, Had, Yesed, Malkut, what we are doing is we're going through triads, and um, each of these triads is associated with different parts of th their, you know, world, so to speak. And then you have the physical realm at the bottom, which is Malkut. Everything above that is different worlds in the spirit realm. And the higher you go, the more you come towards true illumination. So they teach the system of understanding the universe so that they can teach you expanding soul consciousness to ascend into illumination, which is the same principles that are used by all accord organizations. Why? Because they expand their consciousness with the help of demon power and implementation of iniquity in order to arrive at illumination and produce more and more evil in the earth. Right? So it's, it's, it's that. And when, when they talk about their system of understanding, they're looking at all of these different, and they call them sephirotes as light filters. So the light comes in, and then it works its way through the filters until you get down to the bottom, which is Malkut, which is the physical world. And so uh, in this way, it's a counterfeit creation template. But we also learned that this is, by nature, uh, since it is a template for the design of man, a programming template for satanic ritual abuse. And the, 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 the big problem is that many people have this template at the bottom of their program. Many of you that listen to me. It's there and people need to be delivered of it. The problem is that there are so many agendas running in the world 
that resonate with this template once it's been laid in. And so believers are being very, very deceived into aligning themselves with agendas, not because it's actually from God, but because they resonate with it at a very deep level due to their activation and programming. You know, I, I joke about it because I say, you know, someone hears about political Zionism or someone hears about, you know, <laughs> some of these things that they're doing with their, you know, ascension groups. And how let, let, let's look at the north, the south, the east and the west and make a triangle on our forehead and go, yo, hey, like, it's like, well, first of all, this is the third eye. And <laughs> what, what are you guys doing? Where did you learn that? Did you get that from the Bible or did you get that from Kabbalah? You know, we talked about. The, the, the manipulation of tetragrammaton and how like they use it in the occult to do their rituals with their magic circles. And so they're teaching Christians to go into a circle Yo, hey, 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 with the triangle on the third eye. It's like, this is just ridiculous. People getting out, but it's so funny because when you have individuals that have this programming at the bottom of their stuff, it's like, wow, I'm hearing this and I'm resonating all over. It's like, I'm buzzing here and here and here and here specifically here and here and here and here you know go it's like yeah you're buzzing in about 11 places because the tree is activated inside of you so it actually pulls people towards satanic agendas which is one of the reasons why it's very hard to get the body of christ to stop buying this load of baloney that political zionism is the agenda of heaven it because it's not it's actually a, a, a very antichrist driven agenda with the Rothschild families, that is the global banking cartel, driving it, among other things. And so I'm, I'm telling you, there's a whole depth of, 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 of just putrid stink that we run into as we've been exposing all of the stuff that Kabbalah has um, really, really uh, established in the world. Um, we, we also learned that Look, as, as we're looking at all this stuff with Kabbalah, we see over and over and over again that um, Kabbalah is writing Jesus out of the narrative at every point of discussion throughout the Old Testament. It's like, do you see Jesus in Genesis 1-1? No. Actually, when we look at it through the lens of Kabbalah, you have Ein Sof working with Keter and Chokmah to create Elohim. So you completely rewrite that. Do we see Jesus as the second Adam? No, because they invent the first Adam called Adam Cateman, who is the Keter point, who is the primordial man, and then physical man becomes the second Adam. And he is not actually sinning when he eats from the fruit of the tree of knowledge. He's just unbalancing the creation. And so now he has to work with the serpent to establish to come, which is the repair of the world. That's their philosophy. So man needs to work with a snake, right? And we talked about what this leads to, the Feast of Leviathan. What happens at the Feast of Leviathan? We get to eat the, the serpent phallus for cosmic illumination right we all enter this new age by eating the serpent phallus the center of the mystery and then we get to dwell under the sukkot of the serpent skin which will surround this fantasy new jerusalem it's like how far off base and, and like you know it's like but then you have christians going and trying to say well there's a holy version of the zohar it's like dude come on man just get over it like repent and just move on <laughs> if if you've been kept there like let's go into metatron's cube like all right repent move on let's get off of this stuff like this is bad stuff it's a bad tree the fruit's bad the students they are corrupt that the spirituality is defiled 
everything is off, you know, they, like we talked about, they, they, they teach counterfeit ascension protocols instead of teaching people to step into the human spirit because we worship God in spirit and in truth. They're teaching people to expand the soul consciousness, redefining terms th from the Old Testament. I mean, I'm telling you what, this, this thing has been a mess, a mess, a mess, a mess. And uh, we, we, we discuss how, you know, the, the, the political driver, the driver behind political Zionism is an fallen angel called Metatron. And he is Messiah Ben Joseph of Kabbalistic eschatology. We looked at books like the Kol Hator and other things and trying to, you know, piece this in. And, and we looked at all of the evidence. It's like, yeah, they're, they're looking for this Messiah Ben Joseph to restore the glory of the earth to Israel, which they are calling, you know, a Jerusalem, which which is what the Illuminati built in the in the Middle East, and and, and it's just like, dude. But but what what are the what's the script? The script is build a third temple and start animal sacrifices out of it. Make that the center of the UN. Subjugate the UN under what's going on over there and make it a global religion for all nations. Like this is Second Thessalonians chapter two. You're building that temple for Ant the man of sin and the son of perdition is going to sit there and declare himself God. And they're saying Christians need to help pray this agenda into manifestation. When we pray for them to build their third temple, we're helping the Antichrist get his stuff in. <laughs> How do you like dupe this many people? Well, but but the problem is that there's so many people in the body of Christ that have a cobble, a template sitting at the bottom of their programming. Moreover, and I told you guys this over and over again, you have people all over the world and their parts are being put on the Babylonian soul trade, right? There'll be traffic to the Temple Mount and, 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 and programmed underneath the Temple Mount in their soul parts that are getting trafficked there. Now, some of you actually take trips to Israel and you get triggered at night and you actually physically walk over there and do rituals with the council of 13 underneath the temple mount however they have that thing worked out but most people it's the soul parts that are getting pulled out over there and and they're getting pro-zionist programming and end time callback programming and all of this stuff from the hybrids and they're being sent back into their bodies and then those people are standing up in their churches on sundays because they're the program survivors that have been put in the pulpits and, and so, so, so this is like a real mess, right? So Kabbalah is just wrapping all this stuff up. Now you have other people saying, look, the church needs to start stepping into the psychic powers and telekinesis. It's like, dude, you are literally just trying to activate the survivors that are in your church because they have parts that can do that. And now you're telling them it's Christian? They're like, no, that's not Christian. It, 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 our spiritual gifts work by one spirit, Holy Spirit. If it's not Holy Spirit, it's not of God. So look, I, I'm just blowing the whole thing up, right? We, and we've talked at length about all of these points. This is just review. I mean, and if you, if you feel like this is not review, go back and get this series because it's on our website, you know? And um, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's, it's been a frustrating journey. It's been an exciting journey. And we learned last week about the calendar and how they have put so many Christians on the false timeline because they told you that your new year starts in the fall. 
Why in the fall? Because the biblical new year starts in the spring at the Passover. Why? Because Jesus is the Passover lamb. So God wants Jesus to not only be the head of our year, but the head of our whole lives. But since Kabbalah is an antichrist religion and they're the ones behind the Hebrew calendars that are being sourced to Christians, they've changed the head of the year to the fall. They call it Rosh Hashanah. They put it on top of the Feast of Trumpets and they say, this is the head of the year. Why? Because they're writing Jesus out of the script. No longer is Jesus the head of the year as the Passover lamb. There is no Jesus for them because they are antichrist. So what do they do? They set it at a different time because they're looking for their Messiah, Ben Joseph, to fulfill the fall feast in a counterfeit way because their Messiah, Ben Joseph, is our Antichrist. And I guarantee you they're going to fulfill biblical parameters because they're working on counterfeit timelines. So we're all on an Antichrist time clock when we're setting our calendars by Rosh Hashanah. This, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Am I, am I talking too loud? <laughs> This is like just waking up and realizing like you're standing in front of Morpheus and he's like, here's a red pill, there's a blue pill. You know, so it's like, this is too much. So my whole world is being destroyed. Yeah, it should be. It's fake. It's fake. We've been duped. Duped, right? And, and I, I'm about Jesus. I'm like, if, if I am being subverted from the timelines of Jesus, that makes me upset. I'm not going to fight for that. I'm going to, I'm going to fight for realignment with heaven. All review, all review. <laughs> Nothing I've said is new. Now, last week we went deep because I started talking to you all about trees and that trees are governments. This comes from a study of the garden of God found in Ezekiel. Now in Ezekiel 31, in Ezekiel 31, we learn that God is having Ezekiel prophesy to Pharaoh, king of Egypt and to his multitude, right? So that's how the prophecy starts in Ezekiel 31. It says, now it came to pass in the 11th year, in the third month, on the first day of the month, that the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt and to his multitude, whom are you like in your greatness? Indeed, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon. And we begin this, 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 this investigation into, okay, we're talking about Assyria as a tree and God is talking to the nation of Egypt and setting up a comparison, right? And um, I'm, I'm gonna just put a, put this in the chat for you guys that are in the zoom meeting so you can see it so uh it, god begins to talk about assyria as a cedar in lebanon he says it had fine branches that are shaded that shaded the forest and it was of high stature its top was among the thick boughs. suddenly we get this just vivid description of a tree but god's talking about assyria and i told you that trees are governments this is why I know that trees are governments, because I read Ezekiel 31, not because I just make stuff up, because I read the Bible. And that revelation is not mine. It's not private interpretation. <laughs> it's like straight out of the text, right? So God actually goes on and he explains that this tree called Assyria is in the garden of God. In verse eight, it says the cedars in the garden of God cannot hide it. 
The fir trees were not like its boughs. The chestnut trees were not like its branches. No tree in the garden of God was like it in beauty. I made it beautiful with a multitude of branches so that all the trees of Eden envied it that were in the garden of God. And I said, there's a concept in the Bible called the garden of God, and it is the garden of Eden. In other words, when you see Genesis and God sending man out of the garden of Eden and putting a cherub and putting a flaming sword, the garden of Eden does not cease to exist. It begins to exist dimensionally separated from the earth. As a matter of fact, it's highly likely that it was located in present-day Lebanon. Like, that's where it was overlaid on our physical 3D Earth when it was here. Now, it moves off of that and <clears throat> continues to exist in the heavenly realm. And where it continues to exist in the heavenly realm, the nations are there in the form of trees. So if you go into the Garden of Eden, you literally encounter trees, but those same trees that are literal trees in the Garden of Eden in that dimension are in the earth, literal nations and governments full of people. And then I began to say, look, once we get this, once we get this deep mystery, once we understand, you know, the nature of nations and governments manifesting as trees in the Garden of Eden, it is the lens through which we can interpret Genesis 2 and Genesis 3. Because there were many trees in the Garden of Eden, and there was the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so that comes out of Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. It says, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. All these trees. <laughs> and <clears throat> then the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I explained to you, I said, the tree of life is the government of life. That's the government of Jesus. Because Jesus himself is the resurrection, right? So when you're partaking of the tree of life, you're partaking of the source of life, Jesus, right? But when you are partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and this was the break, I said, look, this is how it all grounds out. That was the government of the serpent. That was the government of the serpent. So when you have the dimensional overlay and this garden existing on earth and man walking in the garden on the earth before the separation you actually have the serpent deceiving man into partaking of his government as opposed to the government of life. And then there's the subjugation. Now there is sin and man has missed the mark. So we talked about this deep idea, right? And so he's like, whoa, the, the serpent actually had a tree. And, that, and, that, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here yelling at the top of my voice. The tree of knowledge is the government of Lucifer. It is a counterfeit creative template. It has a cosmic manifestation and simultaneously it works as a counterfeit overlay for the design of man. And by structuring and programming man against the template of that tree, it facilitates a synchronization and a interface between the human body and the cosmic government. So when a person has their heart stopped and then started again, 
in a ritual in order to activate the Typhret, right? They're pulled in and out of death. It's, Typhret actually functions as a death portal. You know, when the person has a bee put in their ear, this is the actual rituals, bee, you know, and, and the bee is, is, is like afflicting their, you know, inner ear and stinging, right? That, that, that's activating that point. It, it is also establishing an interface to the government. You know, when, when people are going through uh, a, a dislocation of their, 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 their shoulders, right? The shoulders are being pulled out of socket and put back in, pull out of socket, put it back. In. Like they're activating that point, right? So they, they actually, you know, and, and then don't even get to, you said, right? The creative function where they, the anal rape, vaginal, you know, penile, uh, all that, right? Electrodes, pain, stimulation with rituals, partnered with demons, manifested demonic entities to, you know, get the job. Like it, it, all of that is an activate, but it's anchoring the sex organs to the government of Lucifer. So, so you have it on every point. And then you put the serpent around the feet and call that Malkut. Like this is this, these rituals that they do to put people in the tree. And I, I haven't been very specific about the rituals and walking through all that, because you know what, the, frankly, the rituals are different. The rituals that I've had reported to me are different. Different people have been through different things to activate different points of their body to the temple of the Kabbalah tree. And uh, some of it is very, very uh, basic and some of it is highly scientific. And so, you know, what, what one person goes through isn't relevant at all for the next person. But what is the same is the template because they're going after the crown and the throat and the ears and the shoulders and the hips and the heart and you know so having said that having said that we're talking about anchoring people to a government and then training people to ascend and descend along that government right and so what 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 kabbalah teaches people to do is to ex meditate the tree you know it's like all right we're gonna we're, we're going to meditate the tree. And um, we are going to teach you to go from Malkut to travel one of the 32 paths throughout the tree, you know, and find yourself in ever increasing levels of illumination. You know, at each point they have uh, fallen angels, you need passcodes many times. They have councils that sit in the different points as well and all kinds of stuff as you begin to get into the tree. Lots of ancient secret occult knowledge that you can explore, you know, by going through the tree. They're training people to go into the tree and to ascend it. And you know what, you, you want to know what it feels like for the soul parts that are doing this? It feels like space travel. Like, you know, you, you talk to someone's soul part, that's been navigating the tree. It's like, well, it's like a, a massive rock. You, just, you know, you, 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 you get on the path, the light or the river, and you just, you know, and even if you, if you have a, a good navigation, you could like ping, 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 ping. <laughs> you just like arrive at a point in the tree. And I, goodness gracious. The problem is that as people are being initiated through rituals with the tree, they have parts that navigate the tree 
autonomously. They, they don't ask the presenter for permission. So you have a lot of people that have parts of demons trading out of their body, going in and out, in and out through the portals, which, you know, four out of seven of them align with the major chakra points that they teach. We've talked about that. But parts going in and out of the body, soul parts, to travel through the tree and to do different jobs and missions. And, and, and it, it's, it's just highway, highway of hell. <laughs> it's like that song, right? The highway to hell. It's like, yeah, traveling up and down the tree. So when we look at governments as trees, we learn that they can be ascended and descended. But there is a way to ascend in Jesus Christ. You go in him because we have been justified freely by grace through the redemption that is found in him. So we actually go in him and we explore him. So Jesus is like, don't explore the Kabbalah tree. Don't use that as your template for initiation to higher realms of engaging the spirit. Engage with me. I'm the template. Go into me. Like, so, so it's like, you know, we have this Antichrist religion and then we have Jesus. Both are designed to be entranced and explored. Ascend up and down. Go inside of Jesus. Explore his template. You know what you'll find in the template of Jesus? Justice and righteousness and peace and joy and love. You know what you'll find inside the Kabbalah tree? You'll find Metatron's cube. You'll find the Council of the Galactic Federation. You will find the abyss, which you have to cross to go into the supernal triad anyway. You'll find all that stuff. Go into Jesus. You will find your mansion. You will find your wealth. You will find your life's purpose. You will find your scrolls. You will find the libraries of heaven. You will find the lover of your soul, right? So we've been making a distinction. I'm trying to get you out of the tree. Now, we're talking about trees. Because Adam and Eve were beguiled by the serpent. And, and, and so they, they, they bought into his government. Now, now, Satan was already fallen. And we talked about this last week, you know. Um, and, and, and I'm actually reviewing last week a little thoroughly because we're going to build on last week today. And I'm building on it. And, and, and so he was already defiled. They ate this fruit, Right. So there was a pre-existing iniquity that they partook of. There's a pre-existing iniquity that they partook of when they ate of that tree. And uh, this is why people will repent of sins in their family lines going back to Adam and still be in bondage because when they are anchored to the tree, the iniquity that holds their bloodline hostage predates Adam's fall. I don't know how else to say it. This is the time loop. So the iniquity that these bloodlines that are truly deeply tethered to the Kabbalah tree are held hostage to 
is outside of time. This iniquity of Lucifer is outside of time and the ages of the earth. So you go back to Adam, you're still stuck. And many survivors are looking at me like, finally, someone can explain to me what happened. I can't tell you how many people I have talked to personally that have repented for every like, kind of thing. Going back to Adam, and they're still stuck. They're like, man, my life is rough. It's like, but you haven't addressed the tree. You're still in the tree. <laughs> so, so here we are, right? And then we talk about the tree of life, that it bears 12 fruits and that its leaves are for the healing of the nations, Revelation 22.2. So the, look, the entire Bible is actually a tale of two trees. The entire Bible is a tale of two trees. The tree of life has always been the government of God in opposition to the government of the serpent. Always. And in the Bible, guess what the good news is? The tree of life prevails. The serpent is thrown into the lake of fire and the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. The tree of life prevails. But then there's this other side of it. And this is the key that is going to blow your mind. Y'all ain't ready for this. That's why I'm telling you. Some of you will hear this and you are not going to know what you heard. That's okay. Some of you, God's going to bring you back around to this like two or three years from now. You're going to be like, oh my gosh. Some of you are going to get this right away. But that's right. You know, I'm here to throw seeds at you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just like that guy that just walks down the street, throws seeds all over the place. Some of it's landing in gutters and, you know, the curb, right? The concrete street is like your face. <laughs> Someone walks outside. I'm just like, ah, ah, what are you throwing that at me for? You know, it's just like, come on. It's my job. <laughs> I don't care if you like it. Uh, trees of righteousness. Y'all ain't ready. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil are not the only spiritual trees. Every nation on earth is simultaneously a tree in the garden of God. However, the revelation of spiritual trees extends even beyond this. We are called trees of righteousness. And we... This is going to be the big reveal. Have spiritual trees associated with our personal government under Christ. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. Now, I, 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 want, I want to explain this, okay? There are fathers of Israel. Right. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob's name 
was changed to Israel. Now, was Jacob a nation or was he a man? Answer, he was both. So what does Jacob's tree look like? Israel. Because when Adam sinned, we were all in Adam. That's literally what the Bible says. So I was actually inside of Adam when he sinned in the Garden of Eden, even though I wasn't born until over like 6,000 years later. Or almost 6,000 years later. Like I was in Adam. So when you have a man, you have a nation. We don't think about it that way. So what do we call it? A family tree. And typically there is a, a, a patriarch. It, it's like a person who has a way of doing things that overshadows a family until people break away from that and say, I don't want to do family this way anymore. They leave that group and they start a new family tree somewhere else. And so we see a new nation starting over here, but this person was actually from this person, but they're like a totally different people group. So they separate themselves from that and, and they become a patriarch of their own right, okay? So how does that get resolved in the garden of God? We all have a tree. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of mourning, or the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now, God has planted a tree in his garden for every one of his children. And Guess what? God has planted a tree in the garden for every one of the nations. Did you know that even the evil nations like Assyria and Egypt were in the garden? So, so <laughs> we're all there. Our trees are there. And I need you guys to see this. Because this thing goes so deep. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm now taking you into a very new territory. This is very new territory for most of you. Because many of you have never seen this realm. Guess what? We're going to go take a trip. A lot of you are going to get to see it today, like in a few minutes. But I need you to hear this story, right? Because how many of you are familiar with evil sacred trees? The, the, see, what... Occultists do with evil sacred trees is actually a twist on how trees function in the spirit world. 
with the garden. In a book called Snatched from Satan's Claws uh, by a guy named Evangelist McKendy, he talks about how he was initiated into deep, 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 deep Satanism, um, sorcery. Uh, he came from generations of sorcerers. And his story is bonkers bananas, okay? Uh, for a long time, you could not find this book at all. Um, I got it on an interlibrary loan years ago. Um, and, and I had to wait weeks for them to send it to the library near my house. I finally got it. You know, I just literally scanned the entire book page for page. <laughs> this is the only way I could get my hands on that. Now it's available on Amazon again as an ebook for those of you that are very interested in the story. But, you know, at one point he starts talking about the evil sacred tree that his life was wrapped up in. And I'm going to read just this little snippet from the book as you listen. He said, my grandmother, who was also involved in witchcraft and sorcery, assisted my father to shape my destiny. As soon as she received my father's letter saying that he now had a baby boy, she straightaway cut a stick of a certain thorny tree, placed some special witchcraft and boiled it first in a traditional cooking pot before planting it inside her homestead. I was then only one month old. The tree grew immediately, according to the first-hand information from my father and others and she called it by my name, McKendi. This was to show that all my life was hidden in that tree. My grandmother was to take care of that tree very well and nobody else was allowed to touch it because if one leaf from that tree fell off, it meant that one part of my body would feel pain. If that tree was cut down, it meant that I would die. Wait a minute, wait a minute, right? Let, let, let's just go back to Ezekiel 31, verses 10, 11, and 12. God is still talking about Assyria. And he says, therefore, thus says the Lord, because you have increased in height, and it set its top among the thick bows, and its heart was lifted up high. Therefore, I will deliver it into the hand of the mighty one of the nations. That, by the way, was historically Nebuchadnezzar. And surely he shall deal with it. I have driven it out for its wickedness and aliens, the most terrible of the nations, have cut it down and left it. Its branches have fallen on the mountains and the valleys, its bows broken by the rivers of the land and all the peoples of the earth have gone off from under its shadow and left it. So God, when he takes a nation out, he cuts down its tree. So there are evil sacred trees. Now, this guy goes on and explains a little bit more. He said, it is this tree which I had to destroy first as I journeyed to salvation and freedom. It held my life in such a fearful way that any time a leaf actually fell off, I actually felt pain in my entire body. So dangerously was my life wrapped up in the tree that if it were to be cut down, I would die in the process. So my grandmother had to keep vigil. She refused anyone to touch or go near it, and it was fenced completely. This is real witchcraft, right? But I'm drawing a parallel because they're, they're actually demonstrating a counterfeit of a very, very deep spiritual reality that I'm pointing to here. The, you know, 
and I, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. One of Solomon's markers that he operated in world-changing wisdom was that he spoke of trees. Let me tell you something. I speak of trees too, <laughs> but my conversation about trees does not talk sound like your traditional botanist okay i'm talking about the depths of the mysteries revealed in the bible cosmically <laughs> trees go to the very heart of everything now here's the thing right the point the point is that our our lives are actually wrapped up in our spiritual trees that are established in the garden of God. They are there. And oftentimes what happens is once you realize that you have a tree, right? And we go and we look at the tree, we can see where things in our life are actually off. I'll just give you one quick example. Uh, one day I took someone into their tree. Uh, we went to the garden of God. We were exploring the tree. Like, look at the tree. I said, is there anything going on at the base of the tree? It's like, yeah, there's a bunch of weeds. Oh, what are the weeds? Ah, revelation strikes immediately. These are the people that are sucking life out of me, that are surrounding me. So the weeds in that dimension of the garden of God surrounding this person's tree were the individuals in this world that were sucking the life out of them that were not in his book. So it's like, oh, we have to pull the roots out. Like, like the weeds got to go. Now, this takes everything to a deeper level because what does Psalm 1 say? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, whatever he does shall prosper. In other words, <laughs> when you are walking out a life of righteousness, right, and you are in line with heaven, there is a prospering that is evident in your tree. And it's true. Let me tell you something. I took a man of God up to see his tree the other day, and that guy was massive. I mean, the tree branches and fruit everywhere. It was extraordinary. Like, wow. But if you met him, you'd be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> wow. So we're out of allegory land. This is a metaphor. We're talking about deep spiritual revelation here. Now, this is what you need to know. In the garden of God, there are many trees. There is a tree of life, and there was a tree of knowledge. The tree of life is the government of Jesus. The tree of knowledge is the government of Lucifer. And there are many other governments, including ours. Now, the Bible says in Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8, you can't believe this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. Which river? 
the river of life flowing from the throne of God. And we'll not fear when he comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor cease from yielding fruit. So what am I saying? I'm about to get to the punchline and then we're going to take a trip. We all trees in the garden of God. However, we will find that our trees are in different states or conditions depending on what life is yielded. So those believers with massive fruit in the heavens will typically have massive trees. Some people have trees that literally, their bows are cosmic. <laughs> you aren't just touching earth anymore. You're touching the moon. You're touching Mars. You're See, now some of you are you're going sideways right now. You're listening to me like, Daniel, you're taking me sideways. My ministry could not exist if my tree were not cosmic because we are setting people free from Orion and the Pleiades and Neptune and Pluto and all these other cosmic areas. I've, I've had glances, right? So, so how big, how big are you willing to let God take your influence? See, Satan has cosmic influence with his government. But instead of letting you explore the government that you have been appointed under Christ, he's saying, explore my tree. I'll put it in dispensationalism. I'll put it in Hebrew roots. I'll put it in Christian mysticism. Just learn how my stuff works. Jesus hates that. <laughs> hates it he's like look you have a tree i have a tree get out of that tree you're hiking up the wrong tree and if you are teaching people to go in that tree stop stop <laughs> please stop you're on the wrong side now 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 see i'm going somewhere with this okay i'm going somewhere with it because <laughs> See, some people, they, they find their tree. It's surrounded by weeds. It's decaying. It's actually dilapidated. Some people even find that their tree isn't where it belongs. So we go to the plot and the tree is like it's just cut down. It's like not even there. And it's so interesting because it's written in Job 14, verse 7, for there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again <laughs> and that its tender shoots will not cease. I've had to, in some cases, get people's tree and put it back in the plot where it belongs in the garden of God. And then spoke to it until it began to come into correction. And you know what? Their life changed. Their life just like Jesus, like. <laughs> I, I have seen people's lives change by speaking to their tree. Solomon spoke of trees. Let me tell you something. Cursed is anyone who hangs from a tree. These reveals go so deep. Why do you think Jesus was crucified on a tree? 
because trees are the centerpiece of the conversation, right? Oh my gosh. So every curse, every sin, every iniquity was dealt with in him as he hung from the tree. Get out of the tree of knowledge. All right. Watch this. Isaiah 14, 4 through 8. We learn that trees talk. Trees communicate. They do. As a matter of fact, you're a very spiritual person. You'll hear the communications coming off of the trees outside your house. But there are heavenly trees, and you can talk to them. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, for those of you that are actually able to have an encounter when I do this exercise, I'm going to ask your tree to talk to you. you some of you are going to hear the most profound things. It's going to change your life. The Bible says that Isaiah 14, 4 through 8, that you would take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say how the oppressor has ceased, the golden city ceased. The Lord has broken the staff for the wicked, the scepter of the rulers, he who struck the people in wrath with a continual stroke. He who ruled the nations in anger is persecuted. No one hinders. The whole earth is at rest and quiet. They break forth in the singing. Indeed, the cypress trees rejoice over you and the cedars of Lebanon. <laughs> there, there, there we go. The cedars of Lebanon. What are the cedars of Lebanon? We talked about that. Those are the cedars in the garden of God. The governments. And they are saying, since you were cut down, no woodsman has come against us. This, we're talking about the king of Babylon here. So, so, so there, there are so many aspects of this. And, and this is what, this is, this is where my thinking just went bananas because I realized, I realized that God intends for us to oppose the government of Lucifer as a tree from the governments that we have been planted as by God, which are our trees. There are things that are subdued in the earth under the government of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that belong under our government as the sons of God because it is written that the whole creation is being delivered out of the bondage of corruption and into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Un literally under the government of our trees, under the government of the tree of life. That, see, but I said it, I said it. Now, some of you, you're not going to get that for years. That will, will not make sense. Some of you are already getting it. I'm just a messenger. I'm sitting here throwing seeds at your face like this. How's it taste? Here's the thing. As we consider our heavenly trees, we have to realize that they are multidimensional in nature. They are also designed to be engaged. And they are engaged through the human spirit. The, the, so when I introduce people to their tree, the first step is I call forth their human spirit. 
And then I have that human spirit escorted to the tree. And that's what we're going to do right now. Some of you, your human spirit is in a state of discombobulation, bondage. Um, and, you know, nothing may happen. You probably need some ministry. But for the rest of you, we're going to take a trip. So if you're ready, let's pray. You know, Father God, <clears throat> we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for the magnificence of your creation and the magnificence of your plan. And right now I take opportunity to bless the human spirits of those that are listening to me. I bless you and I honor you, human spirits. And I am inviting you to be present at the surface. Before we go anywhere, I want to remind you of a few things. You are a light from light, for it is written that nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. You are fire, for it is written the spirit of man is a lamp of the Lord searching all the inward parts of his being. You are breath, for it is written, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. You are wind, for it is written, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. You are love. For it is written that God is love. And <clears throat> you were created by love, from love, and for love. And I charge you with the strength and life of Jesus Christ. For it is written that we are strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. And I call now for the immediate removal for all of those that are injured, of every impaling object, spear, arrow, tracking device, chain, handcuff, blindfold, gagging device, and counterfeit garments, I call for washing with living water and soap of hyssop. I speak that injuries are ministered to by the stripes of Jesus and the healing balm of Gilead. I call for oil of anointing to be poured out in large quantities over the human spirits that are presenting. I speak that a light emanating the glory of God is opened over your heads and that there is a distribution of new garments of righteousness. I thank you, Lord God, for the truth of your garden. 
I thank you for the restoration of stolen senses, stolen eyes restored, stolen ears restored and set back, speech that has been stolen, reinstated, reformed, tongues and vocal cords in the name of Jesus. Touch restored, the name of Jesus. Taste, hallelujah. Lord God, I thank you right now that your angels are present to escort the human spirits that are presenting to the garden of God that there would be a reintroduction to their trees that we would each be escorted to our trees in your garden that we would see the state of our trees. And furthermore, I speak trees. Address your spirits. What do you want them to know? Father God, I bless every tree that is being encountered with former and latter rains of living water. Light from the sun of righteousness. that their roots would be re-engaged with the water source of the river of living water. And the excision of tree rot I bless the trees to bear fruit and bless their leaves to not wither. And I invite the human spirits to entrance your trees to ascend up and down them. 
that you would know what is there. Amen. Let me just say a few closing words. Um, this is the end of the story. Kabbalah is a counterfeit. Jesus Christ is the truth. And we are his planting. And our government under him is designed to oppose the government of Lucifer. Not enjoin, not entangle with, not explore through Metatron's cube and counterfeit ascension protocols, the expansion of soul consciousness and eating of the serpent phallus and all of these other future things that come out of that camp. <clears throat> so understand that we are here to administrate the government of God in the heavens and on the earth as his children. That's part of our mandate. That's why we're here. That's what we're here to do. It's a big call, but we have a big God. So with that said, I am going to tell you all good night. God bless you all. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Be sure to subscribe to our channel, like our video, and share this with friends. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially.